Ask the Podcast Coach for January 22nd, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I alluded this last week. We're full 5G uh, today, so changed my router over from cable Cox connection to a completely wireless 5G connection. So you have to watch my video to see how this goes. We're still kind of in test mode. Not exactly sure I want to be a podcaster using a 5G connection full time for my home internet because... Cuz, cuz stuff. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to want to do it. So, uh, that chat room wa- plane. You have planes crash into your house now. So. Yeah, apparently. And I, I do live uh, just a couple blocks from an Air Force base, <laughs> so we'll have to see how that goes. But it's uh, we'll, we'll see. Lots. I've been doing lots of testing. I kind of want to see if it's even if it'll even work. It's half the price. So you know, if you're mm. a podcaster and you're on a budget, it's not available in all areas. It's you know, it depends. I'm on T-Mobile. Verizon has something. I think AT and T might have something as well. So we're watch my video chat room. Watch the video and audio today. Let's see. Uh, just you guys be my QA. I'm I'm having a, a ton of fun because as I record this, I am up to 65 degrees <laughs> in the studio. My furnace again is not working. I woke up and it was 55. And uh, you know there is a, a Sadly, I don't drink coffee. If I would, that would be a way to, uh, you know, eat me up. But uh, Jim does. He is the man when it comes to coffee. And, of course, that coffee pour is brought to you by the one and only. (laughs) I'm hitting buttons here. Mark (laughs) over at podcastbranding.co. If you uh, need a piece of artwork like the one behind me or the one on my shirt. Oh, look, is that kind of a douchebag move to wear your own stuff? No, I don't no, know. You're fine. No, no okay. No, you're fine. Well, you know who's not a douchebag? Mark over at podcastbranding.co. He made the logo that I'm wearing. He also made the one for the podcast rodeo show and the one for Ask the Podcast Coach. And if you need artwork, if you need a whole website, it is all there. Podcastbranding.co. And the great thing is, not only is Mark a great uh, graphic artist, he's also a podcaster. So he gets podcasting and he can actually help you with a lot of stuff whether it's again artwork website if you need a lead magnet anything that you want to look good go over and see mark at podcastbranding.co and tell him that jim and dave sent you You know, I almost feel a little warmer just hearing you drink. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe so. Big thanks to our friend as well, Dan LeFeb over at Based on a True Story Podcast. If you're looking for a podcast where it's it's, a, it's kind of a smart podcast, it's smart. Like there's smart people on it. They talk about smart things, talk about movies, uh, review TV shows, things like that. Uh, based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship of Home I'm on gadget geeks. Listen to me. <laughs> what show am I on? Ask the po- I'm having. I'm listen. My brain is a little frozen this morning. Based on a true story podcast.com. Sorry, I am struggling. This is. I don't. I don't know what it is. I it started Thursday, Friday. I'm just struggling a little bit. So, 
chat room. You'll have to help us out today. And I know I saw somebody, I think it was Lane, uh, that said, hey, uh, this is my first time here and I'm ready to go. If you want to jump into the video, you can do that by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. Or if you're watching uh, someplace that's not YouTube and you want to ask a question, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. That'll point you right at YouTube and you can ask your questions away, which will be great fun. And we'll do our best to, uh, to answer them. And the, well, you know what? I'm going to play my clip. I, I was listening to a show and it's not really a question, but people always ask, Oh, you hate, you know, anchor cause you work for Libsyn. <laughs> and I was like, that's not really the case. Uh, and so this is, it, it's just that I'm starting to realize that Spotify behind the scenes is owned by the record industry. And a lot of those people, they, they work some deals there to, to make sure that they can play the music. And I was listening to Podland. If you go to www.podland.news, this is James Cridlin and Sam Sethi uh, does this. And James pointed out something. If you hear a lot of cool things about Spotify, here's something that James found. It's a marvelous coincidence. Uh, Morgan Stanley ever so often releases these very, very positive client notes, telling all of their clients, you really should buy Spotify. and really is a marvelous company. For example, at the end of December, Somebody wrote um, from Morgan Stanley about how great Spotify was. Number one platform for unique podcast listeners. Satisfaction increasing. Fastest growing music service. And uh, Spotify shares rose that day because of Morgan Stanley's client note. Uh, They rose 0.6%, which if you're as large as Spotify, uh, that's quite a lot of money. That's uh, many hundreds of millions of dollars. So uh, it's strange to discover that Morgan Stanley, who of course has been writing lovely things about Spotify, which then raises the share price, owns $3.2 billion worth of Spotify shares. That's really clever, isn't it? <laughs> That's really clever. And for the record, um, James even actually did a, a, a slight apology. That is not the normal way that James sounds. He uh, Something happened when he, they recorded that episode and... Uh, I just realized now listening to it, I cleaned it up and then I took a stereo file and mixed it down to mono because I don't need stereo for this. And uh, in the process, made it now have an echo kind of ever so Elvis slapback. So that's not normally the way James sound. But I just thought it was interesting that uh, that whole uh, was it was kind of surprising and kind of not surprising. So it is what it is. Everything in the market is manipulated. (laughs) everything if we think if for a second we think we ever live in a free market economy that you're (laughs) i mean uh, hello Uh, it's time to wake up it's every it's manipulation everywhere and so it's just who's who's who is doing it the most you know who's we just this just happens all the time i think we're in a phase too dave with podcasting where we're in a consolidation mode and it gets even worse the more things consolidate then all of a sudden you do have a single entity in control of a whole bunch of different things. And it's just that, that is the, I mean, this is Microsoft got itself in trouble back in the nineties for this by kind of packaging everything in with windows and saying you had to do it. And I think we're going to see this just get even worse in the tech space. Uh, you know, in the Google and Facebook is they just keep getting larger and larger in the podcasting space, I mean, Spotify is certainly a model. I think as you watch Spotify, the rest will go. So we'll, we'll, consi- we'll continue to see consolidation. Now, in the, hey, Spotify is doing something right category, as we try to be 
do I dare say fair and fair and balanced? That'll get people throwing tomatoes at me. Uh, they had, they added, cause we needed something else to do in podcasting. They added ratings in Spotify, but the thing they did, I don't know how much you have to listen to, but you do have to listen to some of the podcasts. So you can't just go to somebody's Spotify listing and go great show. Love the host. You, you actually have to listen to it a little bit. So, uh, well, speaking of based on a true story podcast, Dan has a great question. Have you done any comparisons of audio quality recording, uh, you know, locally versus in the cloud? So, for example, Squadcast records locally while StreamYard records in the cloud. Practically, is there a big difference? What I've done is in the past, I've recorded locally on the Roadcaster. I don't think if that makes a difference. It does because it's still going over the Internet. Actually, not for me, though. And something would have happened and we had a. I forgot to press record or that's probably what it was. I forgot to press record. So what would happen is I would take the YouTube audio and somewhere whenever I realized that, Hey, I forgot to press record. I would splice in that. And I've never had somebody notice the difference. And I didn't tell them to look for it. And when I listened to it, I was like, eh, maybe a little more clear in the S's and T's. If, it, if we had music going on, you'd hear a huge thing. What do you think, Jim? When you, well, it depends you on your, like yeah, it depends on your internet connection too. So mm-hmm. if you are, you know, if your line is, is a subject to disruption and you get that, some of that digital interference, or I like to call it digital pixelization, you get, you, when, when you think, oh, thanks. That's a good phrase. I like that. I like that. As, yeah. we're, as you're sending it, say we're sending it to StreamYard. Well, then they record the, the pixelization that's being caused by the line. If you're recording locally, that doesn't happen. Now, this can happen locally if you have crappy equipment. So, you know, if you, you're using a, a spinning hard drive and you've got a thousand other things going on in your computer at the same time and you have a crappy CPU, yeah. You're, you you may run into some some performance problems. So I think it's always better uh, to record locally if you can. It's just so convenient to record on StreamYard. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. It's just convenient. It's all there. It's all put together. Some want that split up into different channels and they want to do, they want to monkey around with it. Well, okay, if you want to do that, then you're going to have to use a Squadcast or I think now doesn't StreamYard offer multiple channels on their yeah. highest paid plan? I upgraded to their pro plan because I started using, well, I've been using this for the podcast review show. So it's me, Eric K. Johnson, and whoever we're reviewing. And it's just one of those things where it never fails that everybody just sounds way different. Somebody super bassy, somebody super clear and trying to get that to sound better with one track. I was like, ugh, or somebody's dog barks. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to keep trying this. Like you, if you're listening to this now, you're listening to the StreamYard separate tracks. Now for me, the sound effects are on my track. So that's still a little different than if I used uh, a roadcaster or a task game or whatever. Uh, but I, so far I I've done it, I think twice and I haven't had any drift issues. That's the thing I always look at when you start doing separate tracks are do they stay in, in line with each other? Cause I know Zencaster and a couple other different, uh, uh, solutions that have that mm-hmm. option mm-hmm. at times have issues. Business, so, uh, business value added says interested in, in uh, the feedback uh, on quality comparisons, so clean or squad cast. Here's listen, I, I don't, th- this is an area you need to do the testing. <laughs> like you can, you can follow people's testing and reviews all day long. 
your mileage will vary greatly based on your connection to the internet and your equipment that you're using and your microphones. Typically, I'm a big review guy and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I hate doing reviews, but I mean, I like listening to them. In this particular area, you you need to just do your homework. You need to go on the free free trials or whatever you can do. If you're really interested in doing that, test them with your equipment because it this is an area where it matters, uh, where the localness of it matters. Yeah. And what you want to do is say what you're doing. So when you're recording and you go, okay, this is me. I'm using the, you know, sure SM7B into clean feed. This is the free version, the MP3 version, and then whatever it else. So that way, when you go to, to vote with your ears, then you throw them into audacity or whatever, back to back to back. And you sit there in a room and with your headphones squished into your head, uh, you can listen and then vote with your ears. Uh, I am not an audio snob. I am to a point where when it's obvious that, Hey, there's an easy thing you could do here to, to make that sound better. I'm not the person that's like, man, you need to boost the 12 K by about 0.7 DB. I'm like, I'm not that guy. Uh, but, um, uh, to me, I don't know that there's a huge, I, like, I know there's a difference between Zoom and even Zoom is like listenable. See, that's me. I'm going for, is it listenable? And so if that's there, but uh, Jason Bryan says, I've been doing the recording on Restream Pro and the sound is solid. It's there. So I use it. I still, and that's the key. I still record a local backup. I've had something happen this week that I've, it, it took, man, pandemic's been what? Two and a half years at this point. So throw at least four years, I've been using Zoom. I knew about Zoom way before Zoom was Zoom. And I've never had a problem with their recordings. Now, granted, their recordings are not, you know, super great. And I know you can do separate tracks with them as well. But I've had them, like one or two, where you hit stop on a meeting and it goes, okay, I need to unzip or whatever it's doing behind the scenes to the recording. And I had one that just, and I've had two that I'm like, it died and you had to go back in and right click and run with this and blah, blah, blah. And eventually you get your recordings. I had one, it was just DOA. I had a Zoom call that just went at the end, and I was like, huh. So Jason said there, I always record a backup, and I'm going to do that now with Zoom. And so for me, that's, again, you could either use a Zoom PodTrack P4, uh, your Tascam, your Roadcaster, your uh, Zoom P8, whatever it is, have something else going. Even if Audacity, Hindenburg, get two going, because the more important it is. And this the thing I hated about it, 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 one, uh, it was a client call. And I said, oh, you don't have to take notes. I'm recording this. And she's like, oh, that's great. And I get done. I'm like, yeah, um, I know that was our first call. And I, this is not going to make me look like the best expert. But uh, Zoom just ate your call. And she's like, oh, well, that's OK. And I'm like, here's here's my notes from it, you know, that I'd written down. And here's the uh, it did do the transcript, which is not the transcript, the chat thing. And like half the chat. made It was just the whole thing was weird. I've never had Zoom really just, you know take a crap on me but that was when i was like wow thanks thanks zoom so it is what it is so whatever you're using record two things so dave uh steven asks how do you get a simple way to record locally on the other side right i mean this is really the challenge when we're thinking about our guests and the (laughs) the better we want it generally the more complicated it's going to be for them and the harder like your your setup time is just going to be longer with them and They'll all, I think everybody, when they're in that situation, they all default to that excuse. Well, I'm not very tech savvy. Well, they're probably more tech savvy than you think. I mean, I've, yeah. I've interviewed some folks that said they weren't tech savvy and then, you know, they did some pretty amazing things. So don't let them off the hook. 
um, in, in some regard. I mean, certainly there are some services that make that easy. They connect, it records on their site. Don't forget on some of those, you got to say, hey, it's still processing. It'll tell you when it's done. So leave the window open or whatever you've got to yeah. do, right? Whatever you got to do. Again, that adds a double ender, adds a level of complexity to it uh, so that it, you're going to, things can mess up on their end. What is their heart? What does their equipment look like? What are they coming in on? Are they trying to do it on their phone? Are they trying to do it on a PC? If you, if you start requesting your guests have all this special equipment for you, chances are the odds are going to go down that you're going to get them as a guest because they're going to be like, ah, it's too hard. This is just too hard. So it's, it's a, it's a difficult chore. I mean, it's, it's a task for sure. Yeah. This is one Gary says one hack is depending on their technical aptitude. If it's a newbie, I have them set their phone in front of them and record a voice a voice memo uh, during the call. Yeah, I I think it would be even better if they held it up to their head. Like, look, I know we're not on the phone, but can you hold this up to your head? While now, if it's a long interview, I don't know if a phone's going to get, you know, wear out your arm after an hour or so. Stargate Pioneer, there's a name we haven't seen. And I while. haven't seen him in a while. Where you been, yeah. dude? Welcome back. Uh, every pro he says every process is flawless until the first time it fails, which is uh, true. Uh, so I've been, I've been then, a big fan of this little dongle mm, for the iPhone. You know, it goes from lightning to just a regular plugin and then, uh, yeah. folks, TRRS by the way. So you can't take phone yeah. calls through it. Then, um, run a, you know, run a headset through it. And, uh, I get, you know, that job or headset that I use for work, I can get pretty good sound off just off my iPhone. I use that for clubhouse when I'm on clubhouse doing it. They just get a little bit better sound than this. This drives me nuts. This, this look oh, yeah. when you got the phone when you know you like you know somebody's talking I just I I I, just, I can't do it I can't there do was that a look. there was a video for Anchor showing how easy it is and it has some cool guy on a he's got like he's sitting on the steps with this cool backlit thing and he's got his phone it's not he's not even holding it he's bouncing it on his fingers and he's talking like this and I was like okay number one it's way too far away from your and and if you're on speaker why would you not point the microphone at, like, ugh, yeah, I, I, that's my new thing. It's, it's so many people and, and it's starting to make me feel old because I realize. look, I, I had teenagers when I was married, they do everything on their phone, yeah. but, and yes, you can podcast just using your phone. I just always say, can you please point me to the super popular, everybody knows about a podcast that was recorded on the phone because I, hmm. You know, you you can get some good feedback and stuff, and then they want to edit on their phone. And I was like, well, that's because your eyesight's good, I guess. I don't know, but it just it to me, I'm like, mm. it's a good time to it. Like, if it's going to be a challenge this way, do do a really solid week before pre call, and and don't make that pre call about the content. Yeah. Make it really about the technology. Just have a chat. Hey, let's try some things. You know, no pressure here because. The worst thing is, especially for us, everything with everything being live and scheduled and we have guests waiting for these calls and such, they get like to add that additional pressure of technology right before they're about to go live. It's a little, little much. And then the interview isn't as good. So, you know, getting a, getting them a week ahead of time, trying some things out. That's, that's always good. I, I'm laughing. Cause I, didn't I just no. like five minutes ago say I'm not an audio snob yeah. and Yet my last statement is like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Makes me it's sound kind of like an audio snob. You, you, yeah. you kind, well, listen, we all kind of are. I, I was I was on a call with somebody and I said, hey, I don't think we're on your mic. 
And, and he checked it. Oh, sure enough, we weren't. And he's like, yeah, nobody, I've been, he's like, it's been this way all week and nobody said anything. And I'm like, well, that's, I listen with a different set of ears than most people listen with. Well, I, I went to a StreamYard event. They've got all sorts of new features that you can now add background music and you can have multiple mics and there are multiple cameras is coming. Some of this is already here, but you can, you could have multiple cameras. So for some reason I wanted to have a, an overhead shots or whatever, but you can do that. And it's coming, but the one representative from StreamYard, I believe, was on some sort of Yeti-ish device, and everybody else sounded great. They got their mics right here. Hers is about, you know, I don't know, six inches away, but it just screamed, I have this set to pick up in every direction. And if it was just her alone, it probably wouldn't have sounded as noticeable. But the fact that she was on with three other people that sounded really good with their mics right in the right place, I was like, eh. So Dave's asking if we're using uh, StreamYard for this show, and he's on Facebook, yeah. so I can't answer him back. So ah. Dave, yes, yes, we are. Uh, we are doing that. If I here, uh, if you go to I think schoolofpodcasting uh, dot com slash StreamYard, we'll actually use my affiliate link. So two guys, you want to go there, two guys talking podcast says everyone's hearing changes. Everyone's hearing changes. It's it's important how you say that sentence. Yeah. Everyone's hearing changes uh, as they age as well. There are a variety of files on YouTube that will literally blow out your ears. And, and, and that's true as well. I mean, I don't know if you could customize your audio for, you know, the young kids that can still hear those frequencies and the old (laughs) ones who can't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but it's a good point. It, it you know, I, I, it is when we're thinking about sound quality and the, in what your audience cares about, my coaching audience doesn't care that much about sound, just to be honest, as long as it's good enough. Uh, on the tech side might be a little bit different. I get, I get a little more feedback on that side when the audio isn't as good. I get a few emails like, uh, not your best work, you know? And so it's, it's just yeah. maybe your audience makes a difference. Is everyone ready to cringe in, in, in Dave's really horrible lesson of branding? Uh, Miss Eileen says, what page profile do you stream to on Facebook? And the answer is yes. Um, anything that is, is available in my name. I, I, I think I'm on, cause there's actually a school of podcasting page. There's a school of podcasting group that's private, but I'm going there. And then my personal profile for podcasting is facebook.com slash school of podcasting. So I think I'm on all three of those at the moment and Twitch and YouTube just because it was, it's like a toy. It's like, Oh, look, we can why, do this why stuff. You? Why wouldn't yeah. you? So that's, uh, yeah, I see all three that. in our chat. I see all three. You, three, you put, yeah. yeah, I see all three that you, you sent it to. Yeah. So that's something I also realized is when I do that, if I just want to, if somebody's on like Facebook, I could just reply and like Dave right now says, hey, you know, this is all on StreamYard. Yep, it's all on StreamYard. Plus, I can do things like uh, if I wanted to thank my awesome supporters, I now can upload a PowerPoint as a uh, uh, crap. What are they calling these? Uh, slides. Slides. So, so I can add this now. And what's cool is you guys can't see this, but I have little left and right buttons. So I can click through my slides. So I can say, hey, if you'd like to support this show, and help pay for uh, Dave's furnace guy. Uh, <laughs> go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And uh, 
We always like to thank the uh, teacher's pet. And that, of course, is James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If uh, you have a dog or know somebody who has a dog, and I think everybody knows somebody with a dog, go over to them and say, hey, do you listen to podcasts? And uh, if they say, yeah, kind of, I think so. Do I need an iPod for that? No, that would be 2006. Uh, you go, yeah, just go over to Dog Podcast Network. They've got shows there really geared to be about the length of a good old-fashioned dog walk. They've got long shows. They've got shows over there that are kind of serious about, like, cancer, because that's, I guess, the number one killer of dogs and all sorts of other fun stuff. And they have giveaways, and it's awesome if you have a dog and you like podcasts or know somebody who does. Uh, go check out James over at dogpodcastnetwork.com. And then uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. And if you would like to try PodPage, it is my favorite way to make a website, especially if you don't have a ton of coding skills. Go over to trypodpage.com. If you want to check out more of Jim, and who doesn't want more of Jim, go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And, of course, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting. And uh, I've got an assortment of shows on podcasting that you can find over at schoolofpodcasting.com. And, of course, if you don't want to do the monthly thing, we've got more options over there. Plus, you can see all of the awesome supporters over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And so uh, I forget who asked that. Um, Dave. Yeah, that is, uh, that's all done via StreamYard. And I can do fun stuff like this. Like speaking of our awesome supporters, I can have little tickers going across the bottom of the screen. I can do things like, hey, tweet out that we're live and all sorts of other little banners. And, you know, earlier we were talking about Dan and based on a true story podcast.com. So those are all banners that you can put on there. You can adjust the colors. Uh, some other fun things we can do with that. I haven't played. Let's do some background music. Um, yeah, let's that's do, kind of bizarre. Boy, you can really see a uh, hop in has really uh, yeah. up to the, the iteration speed that, that Gage and Dan were doing. And they just did um, StreamYard just had their annual kind of conference yesterday or two days ago, Thursday, I guess it was Thursday. And, uh, and Gage spoke, I think, I guess both of them spoke, but wow, Hopin yeah. has really, uh, picked up the velocity at which StreamYard's being developed. Are we, are we ready to daydream? Yeah. Let's Time to it. daydream. Maybe, maybe, maybe this, we can put people to sleep. Ooh. I, I, we need some like Steve Miller band, you know, time <laughs> keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. What about this? We got, here's rock. Are these are these pro? Right, right these there, I'm saying no one. Yeah, these no, aren't pro. Is, these are all. I think anything but the free version. It gets you. I think that, this. Yeah, they hired. I think somebody to make these, or they bought them. But right now, I'm saying Lionel hmm. Richie. <laughs> well, I, I I see this more as like demo videos. When you go, oh yeah, the new Schnacken deal will do the thing where you look. Click here and it opens up. Yeah. Now you can do this, saving you time and money. That kind of oh, lo-fi. Yeah, uh, this is back. Well, hence the name, background music. Yeah, yeah. Did you know you that eighty percent of? Too. Yeah, there's a loop. So, a loop. so that's new. So that's just another feature behind the scenes. There's a private chat. So if I want to, like, let Jim know, hey, it's I'm going to kick this guy out of the chat. Whatever you know, there's all sorts of fun stuff you can do. I am on the pro plan. I was on the, well, the free plan gets you a StreamYard logo in the upper mm-hmm. right-hand corner. Mm-hmm. Correct. 
Right. I was on the $25 plan for the longest time, and I switched to the pro plan because I wanted to play with getting separate audio tracks, which is what I'm doing now. But I've, how long have we been on StreamYard? Uh, couple, it, that was the couple years now, I would say. Yeah, we, we had Blab, and then we had a couple that we tried, yeah. BeLive.TV and a couple other ones, and we hit StreamYard, and I was just like, hey, this is easy. Yeah, StreamYard, and, StreamYard's uh, been a winner for sure. It's And I'm on their $10. You know, they offered right before they got acquired by Hopin, they offered this $10 plan. I think it was nice. to bolster their numbers a little bit. But they offered this. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. Not not that anybody manipulates anything, going, you know, call back to the beginning of the program. But right. um, uh, So I jumped on their $10 plan. And then they've recently switched from a storage plan. Of, it used to just be 15 days and then your stuff was gone, regardless of how much right. you had. That must not have been a good good way to do it because they switched to, based on your plan, I think on the $10 plan, I get 50 hours of storage. Do you know on your pro pro plan there, Dave, how much you get, you get to keep uh, from a storage perspective? I don't know because yeah. it's one of those that I kind of don't care because... I'm going to download it and save it myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know I but, can st- stream it from there and things right. like that. But um, I wonder if they start deleting automatically when you reach that, or I have to I have to look into that because I've been going for Gallup. We use that. We use the 50 hours, and mm-hmm. I we we create you know 10 hours of content a week. So I've wow. got to kind of go in there and clean that up just so we don't we don't hit our uh, we don't hit our limit. But it's a it was, it was, they, they gave you some more choices. You know, you can keep some, if you want to keep them around for a while, delete others. If you want to do it more freedom, but also more maintenance. Yeah. Dave, uh, Dave asked, is there a limit to how many platforms there is on the $25 plan? And it was, it wasn't a huge number. Five. I think it, it's is five. It five? And, yeah. And then the $10 plan is three, something like that. Yeah. Something and like then that. the, I don't know what the pro hey, they've got it all out is. on their site. It's the, yeah. there's a, they, you can go out there and, and take a look at all the things. School of podcasting.com slash stream yard. Um, yeah. Coach Dave says he gets 50 hours on the 240. That's the, yeah, that's the 20. You know what? That's right. So that 240 plan or, or $24 a month, if you're going to pay for it that way, is 50 hours. And that's the one we use at work. I'd have to look and see. I think I may have 30 on my, I'm, I, can't, I can't look now because I'm doing this. But. Yeah, kind of. It's a good idea. They that have was it all me. I was, I was, I was like, where's the billing thing? And I was like, oh, it's because oh, you're in the middle of a broadcast. You're actually using it. Yeah, we probably, <laughs> you could open a separate window and do it that way if you wanted. But they do, um, yeah, they do list this on their site. So it's not a secret. You can go out there and take a peek. Yeah. Uh, here's a question that I saw in Facebook and I was like, uh, it's a good one. I, just, I don't know if Kyle's here. Uh, this is from Nicholas. He says, anyone else here create fiction podcasts? And we were talking about this a little bit last week, how these are the people that really are, in some cases, getting super creative. He goes, how do you get the word out about your show since, you know, uh, a fiction podcast is very different from traditional podcasting? And I was like, um, uh, hmm, because, I mean, the typical answer is, well, figure out who your audience is and go to where they are. Well, it's kind of hard in the middle of a pandemic unless you're going to a Reddit thread or. Facebook group or things like that. I mean, I remember when um, Danny Pena started Gamer Tag Radio, and this is back when if a new game came out, people would line up outside GameStop to get it at midnight, and he would just go down with a business card and go, "Hey, here's my show about gaming. If you want to check it out, that was like shooting, you know. I think hey, I'm going to make up a new saying. That's like shooting ducks in a barrel. Is that even a thing? I think I just fish, I think I could, fish in a barrel. 
fish in a barrel there you go. and ducks in a row. There we go. There so, you go. Horse out of yeah. the barn, cats out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? So, um, or you can keep going. Can you, yeah. can you help me out? Let's get you. I missed it during the pre-show or the, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, uh, and this is where I was thinking, I know a lot of times you suggest this and I go, this might be the way you'd have to maybe spend some advertising dollars to get the word out. I'm not sure. See, this is one of those things where it's just not my thing. I don't hang out in fiction, you know, groups. Maybe I should and see what's going on over there. I know, uh, welcome to Nightville and things like that have ridiculously, uh, loyal audiences. But, you know, I think a lot of it comes from word of mouth, like everything else does. But I, that was my only thought. I thought, well, because the answer is figure out who your audience is and go to where they are and tell them about your show. I don't think that's going to change. It's just a matter of depending on what it is, you you know, if there aren't events, if there aren't Facebook groups, if there aren't Reddit groups, if there aren't, you know, whatever, you're going to have to advertise. And then again, you're still like, let's say I want to advertise an overcast. I've got to find, I'm hoping there's some sort of obvious nonfiction category that I can advertise on. And that's where I would look at most apps now have some sort of advertising. I think pocket cast does. I know Spotify does overcast and look at those and see what the options are. Cause you really want to, uh, you know, but that's where you mm-hmm. want to make sure that mm-hmm. you've got the right category. Um, Brandon says geek and nerd type groups are great places to advertise fiction shows. I'm working on a mythology show right now. Comic cons and the like. Yeah. So that's, and Stefan says there are Reddit audio drama. Yeah. Cause that's, it's definitely a genre. I don't know. It's just for me, I've just, I think I'm too impatient yeah. to, uh, <laughs> to do fiction. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's well in, in any of those spaces, you know, you, you may even want to consider doing some writing and and yeah. and get some you know get some SEO and see if you can draw some folks in via a newsletter, right? I mean that just may be that just may be another another method to be able to get. I you know I wrote a post and I didn't write it. I had somebody write it for me. It was just written so well, and it's like outperforming every other post on my site by like a hundred, like a hundred wow. times. Yeah, it's crazy. Well written, well done. I mean, it is it is the testimony to a well written post. And I've been thinking all week, you know, and it's still every day it does gets a hundred downloads, you know, we get a hundred views. And like the page, the time on the page is like six minutes. It's like it's not like they're just hitting it and walking away. I mean, people are actually reading this thing. And which I didn't think people did anymore, just to be honest. I've been a little skeptical of all this SEO optimization and stuff because I just don't know if people read anymore. <laughs> You know, kind of deal. Apparently they are, right? Well, they do, but you have to make sure to break it into chunks. Yeah. I had uh, a member of the school of podcasting who wanted me to kind of edit his his website and I went there and I went to his blog and he had this it was a great blog. I said, But there's a problem. I said, There's no subheadings. And I yeah. said, The problem is people don't read. What they do is they skim first. And those subheadings are gonna kind of give them a clue of what this is about. And they'll either jump to the subheading and start reading from there, or if they see enough subheadings that they like, they'll just read the whole thing. But they don't go, oh, here's the article. Let me start reading this. It's like, nope, they're going to skim it first. So that is where, and plus, if you are trying to do some SEO, that's where you can work your keywords into those subheadings. 
and things of that nature. But yeah, I forget what I was, what class or course I was taking. And there was a whole thing on how to write a blog post because people don't read, which seems kind of like weird. It's a blog post blog course. And Oh, by the way, nobody's going to read this, but here's how you can get them to read by having the subheadings. And they went in again, gangbusters on having a good, headline or a title things like that so we did uh, on home gadget geeks this week i uh, did a big kind of hands-on review of this 5g t-mobile modem that that i'm using and kind of mm-hmm. first impressions and we didn't start talking about it in the show till about 23 minutes in so there's you know the show is an opener and then we took some community calls because i'm my show is more about community than it is about reviews but but i knew <laughs> when i put that video on youtube because in the title, it's going to say community um, um, community questions and 5GT mobile hands-on review. I'm gonna that's going to be the title of this on YouTube. I know I'm going to get blistered by folks who come in and say it took me 20 minutes to get to the content. <laughs> right. So in the opening slide, I say hands-on. You know, T-Mobile 5G review starts at you know 2331 or whatever whatever nice. that is to get them going. Just because I know just. Cause I've gotten blistered so many times on that on, on YouTube, <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a ways into the show. We're not a review show. That's just, that's just not what we do, but there are people who will come and find it. And, um, the other day, the other thing I've been thinking about all week is how do I optimize now that that post seems to be doing well every day? Can I optimize it even more yeah. for my own stuff? Like, can I add to it? Is that wrong? By the way, is that if I have a post that's no. performing well and I want to go out and say, add something to it. So my own well, banner ad in it or whatever, or that, or just put links to your, your show here, you know, uh, for more information, listen to this podcast in Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, we're talking about jumping to stuff. Have you done that with uh, YouTube where you put the little timestamps and it'll actually add mm-hmm. chapters. So there's that. Cause Stefan says that's another way is you can add chapters to, your podcast. I want to, uh, let's do a quick poll. I wish that is some, if somebody said, what does StreamYard need? I would love to have a building we polling can, feature. We can do a poll. We but, can do a poll here and you can do a poll in, in YouTube. That's kind of oh, create a poll. It's at the bottom. Oh, there we good. go. All right. All right. Uh, oh, this is, this is great fun. There, All right. There you do go. you use now as let's, let me, and this will be YouTube only by the way. So no. yeah. At, yeah. So Sorry, go to ask the podcast coach.com slash live. If you want to participate, as a listener, do you use chapter markers? Meaning, do you use them when you listen? And I will say, ask your community. I need to put a question mark. Like I, some people are saying no, and I can see that percentage. Do yeah, we I can. Share we that? can too. No, we see it too. So, like right now, I see oh, there's okay, sixteen votes. I see uh, now. I don't know if I see this because I'm the moder. I'm a moderator or not, but I see uh, now seventeen votes. Yes, eighteen percent, and no, eighty-two percent. Then when you close that, it'll throw that into chat for everybody to see the final uh, numbers. Got it. Yeah. yeah I'm a big, I, I, I like them as a listener, uh, especially if it's a show with multiple segments. So like the feed is a great example. Elsie always does like a table of contents at the beginning. Well, I don't care what the table of contents is. I'm going to listen to the whole thing. And so I jump right to the Elsie and Rob conversation. Because I, and no offense to the promos, I'm not there for the promos. I'm there for the Elsie and Rob thing, and that's what I jump to. Uh, I know the school of podcasting has chapter markers. Most of the time, the show has chapter markers because we have multiple topics going in. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So if you're uh, watching right now on uh, YouTube, 
do us a favor and uh, go ahead and, and answer. I, I think we've probably gotten everybody we're okay. going to get. 18 so votes. Go ahead and close that out. You can walk me through how to close this. Cause same I, same up, uh, same three buttons. Drop that down. It should say close, close poll. Okay, so if I click on poll, poll. Oh, here we go. These three buttons, I bet. Yeah. Go to channel and poll. There we yep, go. There you go. Yeah, that survey it. says the final answer is I'm assuming if I scroll down and then we get we get a notification at, from you there we as go. well. Yeah, so the no 78%, yes 21%. Completed votes 19. So, there we go. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. So we've got giveaways in StreamYard and polls on YouTube. The guys over at Cigar Authority use this really, really well during their two-hour show. They'll do a poll or two now almost every single week. And it's just a great way. It's quick. You saw, I mean, it was a little clumsy at first because you've never used it before. But yeah. if you were going to do that again, and we should, you know, you you it's it's a great way to get audience engagement. Stays in the chat, stays with the chat on replay. By the way, on YouTube, chat in the replay takes 12 to 24 hours to show back up again. So if you're doing a live show on YouTube, you've got chat, you end the show, you know, you think a, when you think the harder computer science uh, problem would be video rendering, they can video, they can render the video instantly, but it takes 24 hours to render the chat. Like what, <laughs> what Google, what are you doing? Anyways, it takes a while. Um, I was trying to watch um, um, Podcasters Roundtable, which I think you did last night. Is that is that mm-hmm. right? And I wanted to see, um, there's been some comments in chat that I wanted to see. And it wasn't this morning when I went to go read them, they weren't there yet. And I was like, what What the? And I've seen this happen huh. several times before. They're there now, but you can, it just takes, it just takes a while for that. So if you're using, you're sending your users back to the video and they're looking for the chat room, it's not there for a day probably. Much That's like the HD video takes 24 hours to render to. Just to uh, show what I was talking about, the, the little button down here, I've got, I can do custom emojis, I can do a super chat, or the little button for me, at least, was down here, create a poll. So that's where Oh, I've gotcha. Yep. No, you're right. Yep, you're right. I'm thinking because I'm in, I'm using, oh, I'm not you. I'm a moderator, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not the Dave Jackson, so. Um, so that's a. Uh, I might have to use that in the future. That was kind of cool. It's one of those things where I've said this before, like I'm still it could it'd be paying, a great sponsor spot, by the way, someone could sponsor a, the poll this, every single week. Poll. You'd have to come up with a question. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of not as easy as you think. It's fun for like the first 10 episodes. And then you're like, I, I don't know. Maybe they sponsor uh, four at a time. And that way you don't, you know, you don't have, you know, you know. who's your, Who's your favorite Beatle? And people are like, what? Who are the Beatles? What? Well, yeah. we could come up. I bet you and I could come up with 50 questions to ask podcasters. You know, just sit down and like this or that or in some of these kinds of things. I don't think it'd be as hard as you think. Well, well, here's a question. Have you ever, I know you, I think you've done this. Have you ever Zoomed with your audience? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I'm going to say time. you kind of do because most of your shows are live. Yeah, so the live shows we do one of, and then we do a community update every other month, and that's open to the any of the 11,000 certified coaches that want to join us for that. We get 50 to 100 usually. We do it two, We do it early in the morning central and late in the evening central, so that we covers oh, about 75% of the world um, as, far as, uh, as far as numbers go. And yeah, we do Zoom. I, listen, I'm not, <laughs> I went in kicking and screaming. 
I was not a big fan of, I am not a big fan of big open zoom calls. You know, some yeah, jack ball be. leaves their, leaves their mic open and you know, you're that, that they're, you know, <laughs> they're joining the call and yelling. I don't know why they're always yelling at someone else when they're, right. or they're on another phone conversation. And I just, now in zoom, you can't set it. So everybody joins muted. Yeah. That's a, that's, that would be my advice. I'm, I am a huge control freak. <laughs> on those things. Well, I, another thing of, of, I didn't realize in StreamYard is I can actually, I think if I just click on your, your, let's see if I click here, I know I can move us. This just feels wrong. No, don't do that. That's uh, I can. Thank you. But somewhere I being in the seat. Oh, down here I can mute you. So you do Mm -hmm. have that control. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can only have, I think 10 people on a StreamYard call, but if it was a small meeting, if that would kind of, if I unmute, you know, by the way, on StreamYard, if I mute, you can unmute me. So if you mute me, you can unmute me. If I mute me, you can unmute me. Just that, for giggles, try that. Okay. I want to test so, that. Yeah. So let me. Oh. He's muted and I go to, he is correct. I cannot unmute him. That's a problem. Yeah. So you're sitting there going, you're muted. I know. You're Jim. The. The, and then Jim unmutes as he's going, would you guys keep it down? The, so. the most popular, <laughs> the most popular pandemic phrase, uh, you're muted. You're muted. <laughs> Needs to be assured. Um, still muted. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you're like, no, no. And then, and then they find out that they've got the mute on their roadcaster or whatever. And they're, you're like, no, the, yeah. the button's not there. And got hardware, yeah. hardware mute going on. Um, I thought these would get more popular. So those big pucks that are either green or red kind of based on yeah. whether you, and you just, you, you know, you can just push. It's like a big easy button. Uh, those have not, I thought those would be real, real, real popular, but nobody's, I don't think anybody's ever bought one. Yeah. Stargate pioneer says I zoom my audience, uh, every show using a zoom. Ah, get it. Oops. That's right. <laughs> not right either. Yeah. I need one of those. So, yeah, so no dad jokes. No, I get it. Um, but it's it's definitely handy. I know I did. I, I I've said the story before. I was going to pick like ten people from my email list and said, "Hey, I just wanted to pick your brain." And in the process of doing that, whatever filter I set up, I forgot to click a button or what, and it went out to my entire email list. And I had two weeks of nothing but half hour meetings with people. But it was like one of the best things I've ever did was just to get a, I, I still remember the one guy, he, he zoomed me from his garage and he just had all these guns. He lives out West and like, he's got 30 acres, you know, the whole nine yards. And I just remember thinking, okay, whatever you do, do not make that guy mad. Cause <laughs> you know, but he was explaining all the different ways you can get killed out in the wilderness. And I'm like, yeah, I'd have a gun too, or, or 10. Um, so, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, it's definitely worth it. And, you might get some great insights. And, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Speaking of that, uh, let me. How are we doing on time? Oh, good. We got lots of time. There's um, no end fa- time to this show. We can <laughs> we can go as long. <laughs> oh, as I'm we sorry, want. we're out of time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was last week's running gag. Uh, oh, I'd love to say more, but uh, I'm out of time. I, fa- I found a free tool. There's some good things about it, and again, some some not so great things about it. It's called, and I'm I'm I went down such a rabbit hole on this. Um, and sometimes people call them feedback cards. Some people call them roadmaps and roadmaps. You end up in what looks like, is it, 
I always want to say Gannat chart. That's not it. It's like gar- Garnet something chart Gant. in, in Gant. Gant. Mm-hmm. Gant charts. And and those just make my eyes roll in the back of my head. Because what I was looking for, and I will describe this for those that are listening to the audio version. This is right now frill.com. Or I'm sorry, frill.co. And what is kind of cool about it, and I'm trying to figure out if this is like, huh, is this something that, that would be handy? It's made for software people. And if I look at my roadmap, you can see that right now, um, this has actually been done. I could move this to uh, done, but I'm, I'm working on a Buzzsprout course. Um, I'm working on a couple things on how to record Zoom and Squadcast because when I went into my how to do, I looked at my course for how to do uh, remote recording, and there was a lot of Skype stuff in there. I was like, yikes, this needs updated. Um, here are all the things that I've done recently. Like I just launched a Captivate course. I have one on, uh, that's going to be a free course on how to pick a media host. And how you do this is here are the ideas. So like I just said, uh, Libsyn 5 updates, this is a new one that's going to be happening. And you could have it set up to where your audience could come in and vote on these and say, hey, that's a good idea. This is, let's vote it up in that whole nine yards. Um, and then the idea is, and this is where it started to fall apart for me is it's free. And I think you can have a hundred people sign up and start commenting on your, your board. And then after that, it's like 25 bucks a month. But I thought instead of like ideas and courses, this could be like episodes, you could have one board episode ideas. Here's what I'm working on. And then let your audience come in and submit. Oh, why don't you talk about such and such and blah, blah, blah. And what I was looking for it to do, and it doesn't, and what's really weird about this, I swear, there is somebody that um, came up with this code, and like nine different companies have bought the code and put their name on it, because there are a ton of these. There's one Hello Next, there's one Upvotey, something, they're all kind of the same. And what I want them to do is I want it that when somebody signs up at my membership site via Zapier, I can add them as a person that can comment on this board. And so far I haven't found that. I was like, eh, it was having somebody sign up at the school of podcasting. I think, Oh, by the way, if you want to do this, you got to add another thing here. And plus the fact that it's a free program, I signed up because I want to see how much spam, not so much spam, but like, here's how you can have your old frill account kind of stuff before I go pointing my audience at it. But I just was like, does that seem like, a cool tool, an interesting idea. I like the vote. I like the voting idea on that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd use it just for that. We're always, my audience is always like, Hey, can you do hard drive, you know, hard drive shootout or just talk about home automation or whatever. So it'd be a great way to collect some, the, <laughs> my problem is sometimes I don't want to talk about those things. <laughs> you know, they ask. And so I'm a little hesitant on putting polls out. Because if you're going to put a poll out or if you're going to say, hey, suggest what we should talk about, you should probably be ready to talk about it. Like, I mean, you don't yeah. have to, but then you're like me and I don't be like me. You know? Well, that's the thing. When I was a customer service person back way back in the day and everybody marked me like, hey, let's do a customer service. I'm like, OK, first things first. What are we doing with the results? Because mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do is ask your customers, what do you want? And they go, we'd really love this. And you go, yeah, no. Because then they're like, well, yeah. what would you ask me for? I know. Like, I know. I'm your customer, so it's an easy, it, it can backfire. Or, yeah, you're like, uh, we're never going to do that. And listen, customers find the craziest things to ask for. 
Like you never in a million years would you think, and then you've always got a fringe on your audience that they, they ask for the wildest fringy things. And you're like, yeah, we're not ever going to do that. But they, then they're, they become, sometimes they become the loudest in that space. And they're like, you, you don't, and you didn't. And you, so just, yeah, just be careful. Just be careful what you ask for. Cause you're probably well, getting and the, well, the other fun thing is if there's voting involved, somebody's going to, somebody who game. really want, yeah, they're going to game it yeah, for sure. Um, Brandon says, if you run a tournament, there's a website called challenge challenge. Is that a typo? Is that how it actually it's, it's C H A L L O N G E uh, that I've used for my, uh, before for my podcast. So, just to me, it was just a, an interesting thing. My last episode on the school of podcasting was don't be afraid to ask your audience because, you know, again, bringing up Zoom meetings and things like that. But yeah, somehow I forget where this. Uh, oh, I remember how I found this. There's a uh, pod inbox dot com is kind of a uh, not. What's the audio tool that everybody uses? SpeakPipe. It's kind of a SpeakPipe um, alternative. And he had this feature and I was like. Oh, that's cool. And then I asked him, I'm like, what, what are you using for that? And then uh, it's just, it's got some interesting things. I just, to me, I want to be able to tie it into my current system and they have some, it's, it's weird. They, the guy obviously is a giant nerd that wrote this. So he's like giving you the lines of code to put into your website. And I'm like, eh, that still doesn't look quite so easy. He's like, Oh, just make a JSON file and blah, blah, blah to, to run it through the pH. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I can, understand about 10 percent of that You're other like, than that no, like, jason was my best friend in in, <laughs> in elementary school i listen i still love you talk about speak bike i i love the pod page voicemail service yeah like, i mean that is so that is so easy and so great and just works every time and we just did um this week i asked for feedback from my audience on home gadget geeks and we got a couple to call in I wish they'd call in more. That's something I'd love to do more of. They just, my audience just don't, doesn't want to call in and ask questions that way. They just well, don't want to do it. There's a feature in SpeakPipe that you can now just record a message. And I'm going to be using these for, and I, I'm kind of torn because I've used SpeakPipe for years, but the more I, I look at this pot inbox, in fact, I asked the guy, I go, you got, a, I go, you got an affiliate program yet? And he's like, no, I'm just because he's kind of, and I'm like, where's your roadmap? And that's where I found him. I'm like, okay. Here's my idea. Get an affiliate program because he, uh, well, first of all, let me finish my first thought. SpeakPipe, you can record something and that becomes a channel and you can link to that and then have like a conversation Mm. with your audience. Like you could like for the question of the month, I could have that and then people can answer below and Pod Inbox does that as well. Pod Inbox, you can make it public or private, which is kind of cool. Well, that would be nice. Uh, It's like Boxer. But, and Pod Inbox has now added monetization with gamification. Oh. So while you're there answering, he's got it to where you can connect it to Stripe and people can donate money. And then there's a leaderboard for that. And I was like, wow, ah, that's that's interesting. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's fun to watch these different, you know, tools and stuff kind of go along. Here is the uh, that's the turn that is I want to say challenge C H. A L L O N G E uh, dot com. And this is for tournaments, but I could see this uh, where you could use that for voting. Interesting. The gaming thing, man, that that's another one. I mean, I get it that it's huge. It just, every time I, I sniff that area and I start to hear about the money and the people 
and the amount of people that are just, you know, it's, it's not like, well, you know, soon you'll be 16 and be able to get a job. And he like looks at his dad and go like, I'm already making 50 K a month uh-huh. playing, you know, yeah. yeah. Just, death dirge five. Yeah. The, the question is for how long? Like, I mean, the, the life expectancy and those kinds of things, it's not forever. There's a few, you know, they always pound, they always, yeah, but PewDiePie, you know, or whatever. And you're like, yeah, no, for most people, it's not that long. Um, and it, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's a ton of work. I mean, I, I don't think people realize for those influencers in those space, just how much time and effort the, the average YouTuber I think now is, is, and I don't, I'm making this number up by the way, but I, they get going and they get going for three or four years and then they kind of like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to carry a camera around with me and film everything I'm doing. The other thing, Dave, big difference when we think about our audience engagement, let's just say YouTube versus Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the expectation on YouTube from an audience perspective is you can, they're, they're chatting with each other. We don't have to address every single one. Um, you know, they don't have to be shown on Twitch. The, if, if you ever want to think about an audience with a short attention span, uh, twi- <laughs> Twitch is, I mean, the expectation is you address every single one and you say, you, you interrupt yourself in mid sentence every time someone new comes in. So they'll be talking and then, oh, hey, Bob. And then when I hear them, they'll be saying some more. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jason, thanks for it. And then they come in, hey, Coach Dave, thanks for, you know. Oh, my God. Listening to some of those, some of yeah. those streams on Twitch, I'm like, how does anybody get any kind of thought? <laughs> now, Twitch isn't really maybe a thought place. It's more of a acknowledge and gaming and showing and some of those kinds of things. So maybe that goes, maybe that fits well with the genre over there, but. It's definitely ADD over there. It's like, yikes. And you better, I started going to Twitch and to YouTube on Home Gadget Geeks, and I had some Twitch folks come in, and they wanted, I mean, they wanted their, they wanted my attention now. You know? Yeah, it is in the name. You're right, Coach Dave. You're right. It is in, Twitch is in the name. Uh, so it's, that's, that's a true story. So just be careful, you know, knowing your audience. We, we started doing LinkedIn Lives at Gallup. Yeah, thirty-minute shows, which is still a little long. Um, we get hundreds to join us on those, and the chat is even better than YouTube. Like as far as getting people to actually put things in the chat, um, it's it's been a it's been great for us. So that's a that's a that's another place. Now again, we're a business-focused podcast, but that's another place. The one thing I've I've learned, and Miss Eileen, I'm going to throw Pod Page on the screen in just a second. Uh, the one thing I've learned about gamers, different than podcasters, gamers will spend money on gear like no, like nobody over there. Now, granted, they're using Twitch, which is free. Yeah. But when it comes to lighting and computers and things like, they will bust out, you know, their dad's credit card <laughs> faster than anybody. I guess. I just when I was, I've been watching. I've been sniffing that space, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting because to them, that's just like this is. If you want to learn how to play a guitar, you got to go get a guitar. And they're like, well, if you're going to be a gamer, you need this and this and that and a microphone and dual screens and blah, 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 and lights behind me and everything else. Um, but yeah, Miss Eileen was asked, I said pot inbox, potinbox.com. This is what it looks like on the inside. And I don't know that I have, um, I think I deleted all the stuff that was in here, but there's a show page 
which somewhere in here I can link to maybe. Uh, oh, here are links. So, nope, that's so you can put in your links for your podcast. And I'm not sure. Oh, I can add my social links as well. Uh, I can embed this. And this is what I was looking for. Like, I don't want, like, I just want to send people to a link. And that's where, so potinbox.com slash Dave Jackson. And you can see there, there's the, now I don't have that hooked up to Stripe yet. And you've got these buttons that come up. So if you want to do that, ask me anything. And then I have another one here that says, um, where I've actually recorded this. I haven't set that one up. You just saw that. But if I put that there, if somebody wants to go over and talk about what their perfect guest is and it's interesting, it's got, I'm not sure how long the uh, message can be, but the monetization isn't set up yet, but there, there is a leaderboard that could be interesting. And then your payout accounts and your settings, you can have different team members in here. So if you're working with a team and the contacts, I'm not sure maybe when people leave a message, I'll be able to get their information and then download that. So it's just, it's, it's a thinking outside the box kind of thing a little more than StreamYard, but I've used StreamYard forever. It's one of those things where you kind of get used to something, but uh, Works it's, well. it's interesting to see, interesting to see these tools come into play, I guess. So we, we definitely but, uh, have, we definitely have more tools than we used to have. And I think we have better tools. Like, I mean, I think this is, this is, there's a whole new iteration of them over the last, I don't know, six months and they're really pretty good. You know, you, you're, they're new iterations of things, but we, we just got, you know, the, 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 what's available to us is just much, I think this is the golden age for podcasters right now. There's a lot of information, a lot mm-hmm. of things that's kind of the good news and the bad news is, um, somebody was, I think it was Dave was saying, man, um, a lot of these started doing one thing and they're, they're adding like pot inbox is not, it's not just StreamYard. It's, it's like StreamYard, but we've added this and monetization and gaming and Squadcast started off a way to do remote recording. And then they added video and now they have some sort of, I, I think mastering or cleanup or something to the tool that you can use. So they're all getting bigger and better, but then you go, well, then what's the difference between StreamYard and Squadcast, and you're like, well, Squadcast isn't made for live streaming, but it does give you separate tracks, and it does video, and I think it does separate tracks of video. So you end up, it's really hard to compare apples to oranges because it's like, well, these all do the same thing, except this one does that, that one does this, this one does that. It's a little bit like comparing media hosts. They're all kind of doing the same thing. They have different tweaks and things of that nature, and you're like, huh. So that, I think, in a way might make it a little harder because you end up with paralysis through analysis. So <laughs> Stargate has, now he's making me hungry. Um, it's like saying, what's the difference between waffle mix and pancake mix? That's a really good question. Is it eggs? Probably the amount of, Is it eggs? One um, has eggs and the other doesn't. Uh, is that how it, how it goes? I don't know. I'm just making that up. That's a good question. I'm just making it up. Uh, here's one question from Facebook. Uh, let's say I'm at episode 20 and each episode Joe has about 150 to 180 listeners, but I'm not seeing my early episodes increase their count. If new listeners are listening, wouldn't some of them as subscribers be directed to the earlier episodes? Shouldn't those counts increase at least a bit? 
And this is, of course, one of those famous podcasting answers that is, it depends. It's, uh, right. I, I noticed this podcast doesn't get as many downloads of the back catalog. And I'm like, well, a lot of like today we're talking about Spotify and some of the new things that are coming out with it. Sometimes we get kind of topical of what's going on in the news because there aren't any questions. So we, we talk about the news. Um, I did see somebody that said, Hey, they did seasons and they said they do a lot of promotion for that. Hey, we're back. We're back. You know, season three is here. And they said they listened to the first episode of season three but the next two didn't have as many downloads. And I was like, Ooh, that's, that's kind of a scary question. Cause there is a potential there that, well, maybe season three isn't as good as season two or one a la, uh, serial, right? Everybody loved the first episode, first season. And it's like, nobody wants to hear that your baby is ugly, but maybe you tweak something and it's not quite resonating. You know, I remember when the second season of serial came out, and everybody ran to hear it and then instantly went, what did they do? And then the second episode and the third episode, and I know a lot of people like halfway through that quit. And then when the third season came out and it was, Hey, we're going to talk about all the corruption in the Cleveland court system. I was ready for every episode. Cause that's, <laughs> but everybody else is like, why do I care about the corrupt season? You know, it's right. kind of like, right. and it had kind of lost some of its luster in a little bit. I don't know. What do you think, Jim, about your back catalog? Uh, yeah, I don't worry about it. I mean, I don't. It depends on the show. Um, some individuals are just wired. They want to go. They're completists. They want it all. They want it all. So they'll just naturally go back. Others are like, yeah, I don't have time. I'm just going to start from right now. I think as a podcaster, it needs to be there. It needs to be there and be relevant so that you're you're covering it. it doesn't cost you in some cases. It doesn't cost you any more to have it. So I think I'd. Uh, I'd have it. We we just launched a brand new podcast this week uh, at Gallup, and um, we did the five model. So we had five podcasts, five episodes ready when we announced it. I actually loaded them a couple weeks early, so they were there. You know, we kind of did a soft launch, so to speak. But the day we started talking about it, um, uh, there were five that were ready. I, I'm not a huge advocate for that, but our our marketing folks wanted to have some out there. I was just kind of like, let's just launch it today. Like, no, 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 we want a big launch day. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we did it. It was fine. You know, we probably did 5,000 downloads in the first day, which was, which was pretty great. And we have a built-in audience for that. And that thing will grow. And, um, and, and by the way, we submitted it to, you know, the big three and they were all approved within a day <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, no. s- you said you launched that in Apple, and it was like almost immediate. Almost immediate. Yeah, I was crazy fast because I had prepped yeah. them. I was like, "Hey, it's the holidays," because we were prepping this during the first of the year, right? It's the holidays. This may think this may take up to ten days for them to approve it. You know, boom, it was right back. I was like, "What the?" I yeah. don't think they're looking at them anymore. Just to be honest. Yeah, I know. Around Christmas, somebody said. I did a thing where I'm like, Hey, just for the record, remember Apple's going to take the last half of the month off in December. And Matthew Passy's like, Hey, I submitted one last night. It was like almost instantly. And I was like, okay, maybe not. Maybe they're cause I didn't get the email that like, Hey, we're going on vacation. Don't forget. And so maybe they have kind of somehow set up some robot to uh, approve things. Do it. Rand. Um, yeah. Randy says, can you share how you guys measure downloads? Um, I, we just use the speaker. Speakers are provider. 
we just use their standards. So whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever Spreaker says. Uh, yeah, listen, I don't get wrapped around the axle on downloads. It's just a number in in it. I I I don't care if it like uh, because it's consistent <laughs> with Spreaker. I compare yeah. it to itself, not That's what it. it actually is like. You know, so we don't, we don't, and Randy, I don't, I know you're not alluding to that, but that's just, I just don't get, I don't get hung up on that. We're always, we're always kind of judging using that as the number of enge- a, 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 an engagement number. We're able, fortunately, we're able to sort of, I can't track my audience to revenue, but we can get pretty close. So I always kind of have some feeling for engagement. How are things working? It's never perfect, but, uh, but, but it was nice. Dave, I mean, since we have numbers for the nine other podcasts that we do there, um, I was able to kind of say, yeah, what what a good what should or could a f- good first day look like? I think we did three thousand out the gate on the first day, so you know, on nice. that day that we announced it, right? Um, yeah, that's a pretty good number, you know. Knowing that I have about eleven thousand certified coaches and probably fifty to a hundred thousand in the community around it. Now three thousand is a good number, and 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 uh, is it great? I don't know. I mean, but that that's not what that's not the way we we you know it's not the way we value our content. It will continue to pick up plays as we go. I one of the you know one of the things I look for is audience feedback. What am I hearing? And I did by the way, I didn't ask for any, but I'll get it. And I got several bits of feedback on launch day. Some congratulatory, hey, congratulations on a new podcast. We love it. This is going to be great. To me, that's way more important than any download numbers. You know, I, I, I look for that kind of feedback because it's harder to get that kind of feedback than it is a download. Well, and somebody was talking about this today in Facebook, like what is a download? And they were saying, and I, I'm pretty sure they were wrong, that because Scott Johnson from what was that like.com was saying, hey, if my app downloads a file while I'm asleep because I'm a subscriber, that's a download. And this guy was saying, no, you have to click play. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think so, because that file is now on your phone. You're not playing the file from the media host. It's already downloaded. I think that whole you have to listen to a minute thing is only if you're listening on a website or you're somehow streaming it in the app. But if you've downloaded it, that's that's a download. I don't think there's anything about that. I literally don't care. (laughs) Like, well, here, you know, (laughs) let me bore you some more. Uh, (laughs) This is a this is a good one. Um, if a listener resumes, this is, uh, when automatic downloads are paused in Apple. And I thought this was interesting. If the listener does not play a show, they follow for more than 15 days and hasn't played the latest five episodes. So that's an, and not an, or, and hasn't played the latest episode, five episodes, automatic downloads are unaffected. If a show does not publish a new episode. So, but basically if that goes on, if you haven't listened to any of, oh, I'm not sharing this yet. Uh, of the last five episodes, if you haven't listened to the last five and it's been longer than 15 days, it will stop downloading the episodes because Apple has figured out that, well, you don't like the show as much as you used to, but people were just like going crazy on. And I was they just like, lose their minds on this download. I've heard Rob and Todd talk about this ad nauseum, yeah. you know, and you're just like, oh, dude, guys, let's, I mean, I, yeah, it's kind of important, but it's really not. And here's the, know. here's the fun part. If they get somehow mentioned someplace and their numbers go up, they email support and they go, there's got to be a problem because I don't know where this is coming from. If their numbers go down, 
they will email support and go, something's got to be wrong. Like they're always, and which to me is great. That's just job security. Thank you so much for obsessing on your stats. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's why we say they're just a number. Well, and they're, you know, what's, what's the goal of your shows to, to sell books, to sell surveys, to sell. Yeah. Yeah. So is there any way that you tie those together that you can see? Oh, for sure. You guys use it. Yeah. Yeah. We have some revenue numbers on the back end that I can compare. I can't listen. I can't take a direct, a, a listener to revenue. I can't do that. And the systems aren't set up to, to do it that way. And nor would that, I mean, it'd be great if we could, it's just, we can't. So we, we have some community revenue numbers that we're shooting for in, and um, you know, it's, it's, it continues to grow. And then yeah, we do look at our download numbers. So don't get me wrong. It's not, I don't, yeah. I'm not, but they, we, we compare them to themselves and we don't get, we don't go too deep on trying to do too much analysis or why they're listening and why they're not. We'll spend a little time. If something gets super hot and, you know, we see a lot of numbers uh, as an example of these five, one of them doubled the rest of them. So like it had 1500 downloads already. And the next lowest was 800 and you kind of go, and it's not what we expected, you know? And you kind of go, exactly you go hmm Hmm. that's interesting and the 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 content of that one was a little bit different than some of the content we've done in the other ones so you don't draw conclusions you don't go oh okay let's switch everything over to (laughs) this right you go oh well let's try that again let's see if we have the same let's try something similar and see if we have the same success with it and then measure it to that to the one we did before because, and you never know, I mean, it's chaos theory. You never know why things go where they go. And so you got to kind of test them out, do a survey. We're, we're, we survey our audience four times a year. Um, not on shocking just, that, that, yeah. that Gallup would send out surveys. <laughs> I know, I know it's hard to believe, but <laughs> so we, we go four times a year on that. Uh, it was, um, that's a fairly new thing for this audience of doing it, but, um, have begun to get some feedback from them. So all those things, all of those things play in, right? It's it's a big complicated, and there's no right answers. It's little tweaks that you make, and sometimes it's guesses, and sometimes you're wrong. Yeah, that's always fun. Um, yeah, Brennan keeps- was saying saying that um, that Pod News had said about how 48% of all podcast downloads are back catalog downloads, and I can't remember if I said this earlier, 81% of the school of podcasting's downloads in a month are from my back catalog. Now, granted, got a big back catalog. Ask the podcast coach, 35% of our downloads in a month are back catalog. And on your podcast consultant, uh, which has 100 episodes or so, uh, 59% are back catalog. So I have always seen it as a way, like, if your back catalog is doing good, then people like your show. But if you're doing a new show, don't expect your back catalog to do, because who wants to listen to yesterday's news? Mm-hmm. Um, Lane says audio drama will see more consistent numbers in their back catalog. That absolutely makes sense. Uh, it also lets you know when the show got boring. If you consistently have a, a 10 episode story yeah. and yeah, it yeah. seems like episode eight, nine and 10 just kind of fell off the like, okay, what did you guys do in episode seven that sent everybody down the rabbit hole? Well, we, um, we had a podcast really popular, our flagship podcast at Gallup. Mm-hmm. And um, 
really strong, you know, represented half of all the podcasts that we have. So really strong numbers. And I think over the life it did like 1.5 million, which is pretty great. So, but we stopped doing original content and just started doing recycled content in there. Mm. And, and then we just kind of measured it and it dipped, but it didn't dip as much as we thought it was going to, you know, I, I thought we were going to see this maybe three or four weeks in. And then as people realized, Oh, there's no new content coming. It would just plummet. Nope. Just a slow, gradual decline (laughs) over the course of the year. We have, we sensed uh, when we launched this new podcast uh, this week, we closed that podcast for new content. So I put a, I went on and said, I know this is a shocker. I went on and said, Hey, we're not adding any new content to this anymore. We appreciate Ooh. you listening. The old content is going to stay there. You know, search Clifton Strengths on your podcast app and you can find this. So we, we gave them some instructions on how to move, um, and move things over. So, um, you know, it, I, the, the download numbers themselves told a little bit of a story like, no, they're still staying very engaged and we're going to leave the back catalog there. I think what will be interesting is what happens to the download numbers now that the, even the, the recycled content stops on a weekly basis. Mm. What will that mean? So we've got some, I'll have some, I won't know for you know another couple months, but it'd be interesting to see what happens there. We do need to answer the uh, one question, probably the, the most important question we've asked today, and that, of course, is what's the difference between pancakes and waffles? Yep. Uh, according to Craig, waffle batter contains more sugar, butter, and eggs than pancakes. Yeah, I thought, so. it, I thought it was an egg thing. I, I, I was pretty sure it was because the eggs give the fluffiness to the waffles that you're looking for. Also, uh, the, the pancakes are flat and waffles are waffly. What do, you, what do you call the dips in waffles? What is that? Is there the squares that are, uh, do they have a name for that? Waffly? Good question. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, Jim Harold, the one and only Jim Harold. If you like spooky stuff, jimharold.com. Last year, my biggest show gained about 20%, but I spent some decent money on advertising and it seemed to work. Stats weren't important in developing 22 strategies. Yeah, that's where stats really come into play mm-hmm. because I forget what show I was listening to and they were talking about different strategies and how how long do you let a strategy go before you figure out, eh, not going to do that? I think it depends on how fast it plummets <laughs> or, it's, I think that's or it. it's successful, right? You know? Yeah, I, I think that's it. If you Because I don't think most strategies are going to give you some major hockey stick you know, it'll either, but if you see something where all of a sudden you like, I never will forget. I, I've probably told the story. I did a thing where I was going to do the Jim Rome and Jim Rome, the sports guy used to say, give me three listens. Like I'm an acquired taste. Listen to me three yep, times after three that. times. Yeah. yeah. And I, I had a jingle that I pulled from some pod safe music of these guys going one, two, three. And then I would come in and say something and then they'd come back in and go one, two, three. And my, I had like five people, like the minute I woke up, they're like, whatever you to do, never play that jingle again. So that was one that I was like, okay, we are not doing that again. But I don't think it's normally, unless you do something really out there, uh, it's, it's going to be hard to see. And it yeah, also, yeah. I think matters. It would be easier if it was a new show, because if I'm only getting 20 downloads and then all of a sudden I get an extra 10, that's going to look like a huge, uptick true. so i think it depends true yeah on your that's total be numbers the, yeah, yeah that's going to be hard to tell the the longer you go 
Um, Randy asks, you know, does every podcast at work, my, the, what I do start as a live stream and yeah, 99.9% of the time we're doing it live. I like the tension that live creates for both me and the guests. I'm not sure, Dave, I could ever do a podcast. I, I mean, I've done interviews that way, but I don't want to do, I don't, I always want them to be live. It just creates great tension. And so, yes, Randy, everything is live. And I need to ask you this question, Jim. You are on the record, and you're you prob- you may appear on the School of Podcasting with your answer. Nice, I like it. Um, he said, putting a marker here. I know you are not a fan of doing solo shows, and it turns out there may be a reason for that. But like, why? Like, I, when somebody says, "Well, why don't you do solo shows?" What goes through your your head? Yeah, well, they take a little more preparation to begin with. I think if you're going to be out there talking, you know, I'm, I, you can tell when a so when someone's in a solo show and they've run <laughs> they've run out of thoughts at the moment. It's kind of awkward, and you can edit that, right? I mean, that that kind of works too. But I my my um, stream of consciousness is not that good for that long, and so it's just it's not as good. I need to be bouncing off a, a co-host. I just need to be. I need. I need to talk and then I need to pull back and then I need to let you talk. And so for me, that's, that's just the way it works best for me. I'm just not comfortable doing it solo. It's, it's based on this book, which is not only a book, but also a great weapon. It's expensive. They use this in uh, colleges beyond powerful radio uh, by Valerie Geller, who is the person, of course, that coined the phrase, there is no such thing as too long, but only there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. And she talks about one of my uh, uh, Kim, um, from the pharmacist voice uh, was in a little round table thing that we do. And she said, I read this book. She goes, I think I understand why I'm not comfortable doing a solo show. And she goes, because there are creators and there are reactors. And she goes, I've come to the conclusion that I'm a reactor. Hmm. She goes, I, I would do much better. She, she goes, cause I do interviews. And when I try to do solo shows, she goes, I just, don't feel comfortable. And I'm like, you're a Jim Cullison. And I, I go, I go, that guy, I said, can talk for days. I go, but if you put him as a solo show and I wonder, is it because you, most of your stuff is live? Would you feel better if it wasn't in front of people? No, it's even worse. Like I am terrible. The <laughs> Gallup tried to get me to do some voiceover work and mm. listen, podcasting does not make you a voiceover person <laughs> just because you talk into a mic doesn't mean you have the skill to do voiceover work. So let's be really, really clear about that. I think podcasters, some podcasters think, oh yeah, I'm on a mic all the time. I'd be great at voiceover. No, that's another talent, right? And you might be, but it's a whole nother talent. I tried doing that uh, and I was, it was a disaster. Like I was like, no, you're going to, if you want my voice, you're going to have to take clips from when I'm doing things live. That's when I'm at my best. So um, yeah, that didn't, that didn't that doing not, it without an audience is even worse for me. <laughs> like that would be. And I know, I know in the, in most podcasters hierarchy, that's totally backwards. Just the way I am friends. Yeah. JD says as a voiceover artist, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, it's it's another talent. If you watch, I was watching um, on YouTube, there was a video of the people from the family guy doing voiceover talent stuff. You like, you know, like, um, uh, the one girl from that 70s show, uh, Mila Kunis, who's married to the other guy that's super rich. Anyway. Um, Elon Musk? <laughs> no, just kidding. No. Just kidding. Um, God, I can see his face. Uh, he, he did punked. Um, anyway. Um, and she was doing Meg. And you'd hear her say things like, 
hey guys, what are you doing over there? And she'd like, hey guys, what are you doing over there? She would say each line like three times. And I'm like, that would drive me nuts. Yeah. Um, Ashton Kutcher. I knew my brain would oh, come back. Oh. Yeah. So, um, and then you've got Seth MacFarlane who's doing the Peter Griffin thing. Oh, no, Lois, what are you? And then he's like, and then he'll switch and do the dog and then he'll do Stewie. And it's like, <laughs> it was nuts, man. It was like, well, so being a, yeah. And those are characters. That's a yeah. whole nother talent. I'm, yeah. I'm just talking about, you know, it's voiceover folks who do commercials or who do intros yeah. or do, you know, those aren't even necessarily a character. That's a talent. And then what you're talking about is another talent of, yeah, because staying in character, listen, this is what I'm always impressed by you when you do pinky in the brain, because you can go back and forth. Is that, did I get that right? Right. Pinky? No, no, you're wrong. That's right. Binky in the way. Binky in the way. Sorry. Pinky in the brain <laughs> is a cartoon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, Anyways, right. when you're in character, Dave, you somehow represent that character accurately each time, even though you're flipping in between them. Yeah. And, and and it's a skill. I don't listen. I don't have it. I can't. And I can't do what you do when you do it. <laughs> when you do it that way. <laughs> now was that? Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that was the weirds. Yeah. And he st- st- stutters because you know it's a podcast. Um, why wouldn't you have it? Well, there are stuttering. Um, oh, um, he's an awesome supporter. I think there's a guy that does the stuttering podcast, and it's awesome. He's oh, um, Pedro does a, a podcast by stutterers for stutterers. It's awesome. So, uh, well, holy cow, look at the time. It's crazy. Um, I now have a trick for this, by the way. On my stream deck, I'm going to hit this these two buttons together, which is a two-minute timer. So I now know how long we have. Oh, of. Nice. So I can look down and go, ah, because before the, uh, the Roadcaster had a countdown timer, and the Tascam does not. So, uh, Jim, what is coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, we spend a little bit of time. I opened the show with this idea of uh, moving completely over to a 5G wireless home internet service. And so Mike and I take some take some calls from our listeners and then spend a bunch of time talking about the service. You can find it a little bit later today out at the no out at HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And I, I need to mention this. If you're bored this weekend and you have HBO Max, watch. The guy's name is Moses Storm. It's an amazing. He, it's, quote, stand-up comedy, but there's no microphone. There's no mic stand. It's kind of a cross between a TED Talk and a comedy show. It's one of the most creative things I've seen in a long time, and it's well put together. It's vulnerable. It's funny. And that guy's the king of the comeback. So, um, that's one that I wrote down a meeting like, okay, I really, really enjoyed that. Why? Uh, on the school of podcasting, we're going to be talking about why I, I do not feel comfortable recording a solo show. And so hence why I wanted to have you talk about that. Uh, and the fact that uh, there's probably a reason for that in some cases. And if the, the bottom line of podcasting is you kind of want to be yourself. And if you're not comfortable doing that, it's, it's going to kind of mess you up in that whole nine yards. So, uh, that's when you go find a co-host or something of that nature. So well, all my shows have co-hosts. Yeah, that's just the way. That's just the way I do it. it or a guest, <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> so thanks to everybody. Thanks to uh, MarketPodcastBranding.co, based on a true story podcast.com and the Dog Podcast Network. We will see you again next Saturday with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. <laughs> <laughs>